Well, it's good to have you in the house of the Lord today. Thankful that you're with us today. Uh, also want to welcome all of you joining us online and listening and watching. I uh, today want to finish out the lessons we've been looking at for several, several weeks now. I uh, have been teaching you about the invisible kingdom, the kingdom that Jesus walked in, the kingdom that Jesus lived in, the kingdom that he said he wanted us to pray would come and be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And I've taken you through several keys, and I have this huge key ring up here to kind of show you these keys. We've looked at um, seven of these nine keys, and we're going to finish out the last two of these today. Um, The first one, if you will remember, was called the key of reciprocity. And that means if you do this, God will do this. In fact, I just spoke about it in offering. If you sow, you will reap. Um, Then I talked about use, how God gives every single one of us a talent, a gifting. And if you use it, God will also increase it. If we don't use it, what happens if we bury it? We lose it. So... The keys of reciprocity, of use, and then perseverance. This is one that we're going to need to really, uh, I think there could just be a whole series of messages just on perseverance. Because we live in a day and hour where perseverance needs to be spoken about more and more. Um, we, We live in a generation that is really very pampered, to be quite honest. And if it doesn't come quick and easy then it's, uh, you know, people are kind of out the door. Uh, I think we need to learn from the generations that went on before us, like World War II generation. We could learn a lot from. They had to persevere and persevere and persevere, and uh, they know the value of that, and we can learn from that. Uh, I also spoke to you about the fourth key is responsibility, and God wants us to, to walk responsibly on this earth, and to to use what God has given us in a responsible way. Also, greatness. Every single one of us, there's a key called greatness. But Jesus said, if you want to be great, what do you need to do? Become the servant of all. He who is first will be last. He who is last will be first. Then on the fifth, or the sixth thing that we learned was unity, the key of unity. Nothing will happen if we're not unified. But you can see even even in the devil's kingdom, people can be unified for a cause or for a purpose, and unity goes a long way. But the key of unity in God's kingdom is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are always unified. And he shows us that in the book of Genesis and throughout Scripture. And then we looked last week at the key called miracles. And miracles is what Jesus came when people were without any hope. A miracle is something only God can do, but God still does miracles today. And when, uh, when, a, when we are beyond ourselves, and there's, no other, there's nothing else that can be done. In fact, Jesus raised th- people from the dead three times. One was a little girl. One was a young man carried in a coffin in a funeral procession. And one was his own friend, Lazarus who had died and been dead for four days. And both, all three times, rather, Jesus 
he messed up the funeral. I mean, he performed a miracle. Man can't do that. So I want to say this. A lot of times I'll hear people say, oh, well, that is a miracle. Well, number one, if it's a miracle, that means man can't do it. That is one of the definitions of a miracle. It cannot be done by man. Jesus would often say, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Now, I want to give you key number eight today. Key number eight, and this is so, so important. Because you, as a child of God, God wants you to dominate the devil. He wants you above only and not beneath when it comes to the enemy. The enemy should not be over you in your physical life, your mental life, your financial life, your uh, relationship life. He should not be over you in that in any way. So we're going to deal now with the key called dominion. I want you to open up your Bibles to the book of Genesis, again, chapter 1. And I want you to see with me verses 27 and 28. I used verse 26 as the key of unity. Now I want you to see this in dominion. Because it's, it's something God-given. Everybody say, this key is given to me by God. Here it is. Watch this. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it. Everybody say, subdue. That's another word for have dominion. And rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That is why before I go hunting or fishing, I just say, the Lord has given me dominion over you. And there will be food on the table. Amen? Now, Lord, help me know how to find them. What this says to me today is God desires for you to have dominion. He desires for his people. He desires for mankind to have dominion. That was his desire then. That is his desire now. And that will be his desire forever. Jesus said we would rule and reign with him. That's dominion. Amen? Ladies, God gave you dominion over spiders, snakes, and mice. Um. He wants you to rule on this earth. But what has happened is just the opposite. Walk with me on this. Man was given dominion over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. But Eve got deceived. Eve 
had dominion over that serpent, but she didn't exercise that dominion. And see, that's where a lot of times we as, as human beings get out of kelter is we don't exercise what we know to do. Amen? Exercise self-control. Well, how does that look like? Somebody cuts you off in traffic? That's going to be a perfect opportunity. What do you do when that happens? So, remember the law of use. If you don't use what you've been given, what will happen? It will be taken away. Guess what happened in the garden? Because Eve did not use it, she lost it. So did Adam. God wants man to repossess that original dominion. God gave man dominion over the earth, but man lost it. But have no fear. The Son of Man is here in the person of Jesus Christ. Christ came on this earth declaring, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. And he won back for us what Adam and Eve lost. So do you realize that mankind mankind now has become a slave to herbs, to flowers, to fruits, and vegetables? Now wait, Pastor, what in the world are you saying? Well, I'll tell you what I'm saying. Corn, barley, hops rye, and grapes hold millions of people in alcoholic bondage. Today, the tobacco plant has killed over half a million easy people in the United States last year. Now, I want to I put some things in perspective. When you look at the big dreaded disease of the past two years, COVID-19, I, 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 I encourage you to look at how many people have truly died from COVID-19 and then look at the people who have truly died from tobacco and the tobacco will blow COVID out the water, period. And there's no spin on that. There's no news spin on that to make you believe whatever you want. It's just pure fact of what's out there. And so the coca plant, the opium plant, the opium poppy have equally dominated people's lives. In fact, find me a state in the United States who has not legalized the plant called marijuana. Men and women are being dominated by the very things they've been given dominion over. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Yet God has called us to be fellow workers with him and to accomplish this. He's given us authority over this physical world, but we've got to exercise it. And that includes the powers of darkness. Jesus said this, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. In heaven and on earth. Say that right here. Right here. So this is what Jesus said. Go. 
therefore. In other words, he says, the dominion's been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now you go to it. See, he's already defeated the enemy. He already defeated all that the world would ever do to bind you. And I exhort you today, don't live in bondage to anything. No chemical, no substance, no demon, no emotion, no thought, nothing. No thing. Satan is only as dangerous as you allow him to be. You see, I'm going to show you how to put this law into practice. The law of dominion works much like the law of miracles. It depends on the spoken word. Do you remember I told you before that these keys are not so much keys that you put into a lock and turn? These keys are keys that you speak with your mouth. You've got to say who you are. Or the devil will tell you who you are. The devil is a master deceiver. Please make no mistake about this. He knows his business. And he's a pro. He's deceived so many people. Look around today. People are deceived like crazy. I heard about a a child in Pennsylvania who says they identify as a cat. True story. And at the public school, the public school has given them a litter box. True story. To be a cat in. That's where we are, church, in our society. And they believe it. It would be funny if it wasn't sad. We must take authority, first of all, by knowing we have it from God himself. And then secondly, we have to literally voice it. Now, this may sound crazy, but it works. And it works because it is a law of the invisible world. Don't argue with the devil. Stop arguing with Satan. Tell him he must go. I want you to remember when Jesus was speaking to one of his disciples, he thought the disciple thought he was doing good. He said when Jesus said I must needs go to Jerusalem, I've got to die there. Peter said never, my lord. And Jesus so kind and smiling and wonderful pastor said to him, get behind me, Satan. Really? Did Jesus say that? He's looking at Peter and speaking to the devil. Because he's trying to use his disciple, one of his closest three, to get him to do his business. You see, the Bible says that when Jesus first went into ministry, he first went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights because the Holy Spirit led him there, and he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit, and the devil came to him and tempted him with three different temptations, but if you will read that again, you will find that at the end of it, it says that he left him until a more opportune time. Well, he tried to come to him through that. Then he tried to come to him in the garden. 
I mean, he tried to come to Jesus in so many ways, and yet Jesus would constantly speak out who he was because what God did, he would do. So you speak to the devil. You voice, make a, you, you, you voice who you are in God. The devil has no authority in the life of a believer except what you give him. So he must release what rightfully belongs to you. So you speak as a child of God directly to him, and you command him, don't ask him, command him to flee in Jesus' name. You may also say to the storm, be still. You may also say to the crops, flourish. You may also say to the floods, diminish. You can even say to the attacking dog, stop. Sherry and I had that happen just this past two weeks ago. Pitbull. Barking and running up to us. Before it was done, he was sitting, looking up at me. Now we just backed away. I said, you stay. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, say glory to God. See, we are the ones who have been given dominion, not the devil. He's a liar. He's a thief. He's a deceiver. He takes. He kills. He steals. He destroys. But God has given dominion. Notice that in in chapter 1, over birds... Over everything that creeps on the earth, scorpions, snakes, doesn't matter what it is. Jesus said that we would crush the head of the serpent. Not only the devil, but also the real thing, the, the, the thing, the snake. You know what I'm saying? So he's been defeated. Say this, the devil is defeated, and we are the victor. We just simply have to speak it out, church, and receive what Jesus died to give us. Can you say amen to that? All right. Number nine. Some of you will recognize this key. I used this key at uh, our beloved friend Gordon McMaster when he passed away. I used this at his home going. Gordon created this for me. When I spoke these, this message many, many years ago, I think six or so years ago, and I asked if he would make a key, a big key, that would put a finale on the keys of the kingdom. And this is the one he created. It's a nice-looking key, isn't it? Well, I want to say this. In the kingdom, the key that this represents is, in my opinion, the biggest key that we have to use, and we have to use it every day. I'm going to slip this key on. That last key is called the key 
of faith. Everybody say faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. The Bible says, and without faith, it is, say the word, impossible. Say it out loud. Impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that, number one, he is. An atheist can't please God. An agnostic can't please God. You have to believe he is. In fact, let me let, me let you in on a little secret. Even those that the enemy has snowed to believe that there is no God, he himself believes in God. The Bible says even the demons believe and tremble. The demons know there's a God. The demons know that God is real. The demons know that Jesus is the Son of God because they would even speak to him when he would cast them out, and they said, have you come here to judge us before the time? You remember that? And he cast them in swine. A bunch of them called legion. It is impossible to please him without faith because he who comes to God must believe that he is. And secondly, this is the one the church has got to grab a hold of, is a rewarder, say reward, of those who... Now, I like the way the King James says it. The King James says is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. In fact, can we bring up the King James Version on that scripture? I want you to see this in the King James because it, it, really, it really puts it into perspective. This is called the key of faith. There it is. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. To be diligent means you don't give up. It's really akin to persevering. You're diligent. You're constantly, they're diligent. They're there. They're on the job. They're going to be doing this all the time. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say, what, what, the best way to say this is faith underlies the kingdom of God. This key is the biggie. Everybody say the biggie. Faith is the, think of this, it's the starting point and the finish line. Without faith, you cannot please God, so it's by faith that we confess we, we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that the Lord Jesus is who he says he is. It's our life in him starts in faith. And then Jesus says this. He says, when I come again at the end of time, will I find faith on the earth? You see, it begins and ends by faith. How is one saved? By faith. How is God pleased? Through faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
So here's what I'm going to say. None of the preceding eight keys that I have shared with you will work without faith. And every one of you in this room and listening online today have it. You have that key. Did you know that? Did you know that all of you have faith? You've got faith. Each one of us, the Bible says, has been given a measure of faith. It's just, what are we going to do with it? It's just not unlike every one of us have been given a measure of muscle. It's just what we're going to do with it. Arnold Schwarzenegger did more with his than I have. You see what I'm saying? Faith is seen, I want you to see this in Mark 11. I really love this passage. Now, a lot of times we just quote the end part of it, but I want you to see what leads up to the end part of it. When we, when we quote Mark 11, 23 and 24. But I want to go to verses 12 through 14 before we do that. Now, to set this up, the Bible, this is, this is the last week of Jesus' life. And he's kind of going from Bethany to Jerusalem and back each evening. It's around two or so miles away, not really far But the Bible says here in verse uh, 12 of Mark 11, And on the next day when they had departed from Bethany, he became hungry. It was on Monday. And seeing at a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he answered and said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. Now look at verse 20. As they were passing by in the morning, this would be Tuesday, they saw the fig tree withered. Notice this how? How is it withered? From the roots up. And being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, behold, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to him, Have faith in God. Now, this is the one we always quote. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you will receive them? No. See, that's the way we look at it, though. Believe we will receive them? Jesus said, believe you already have received them. 
and they'll be granted you. How many of us go to that degree to believe we already have it? It's much like when you ask, you know, you, know, you I don't want to blow any people's thoughts of little kids what, listening to me right now about Christmas and who does all the stuff. But if you ask for something at Christmas, I remember asking my parents for something for Christmas. If they could get it, they would get it. And I didn't have to keep asking them for it. I just knew I have it. Now, God is more than a heavenly Santa Claus, but what I'm here to say to you today is, who created that tree? very same one who cursed it. He has control on the earth. And he said, things I've did, you can do those things. That passage of Scripture contains one of the Lord's most compact yet most comprehensive teachings about how to manifest the power of the invisible world into the visible world. And from the surface of this episode, it seems strange. It looks like Jesus just lost his temper. But the fig tree, as is so often the case in Scripture, is symbolic of Israel. And when Jesus cursed the tree, he was symbolically addressing a religious system that was outwardly showy but inwardly fruitless. And Jesus wasn't showing off because everything that Jesus did was for a purpose. And the next morning, that purpose came to light. When the disciples and Jesus passed by that fig tree on the way back into Jerusalem, they noticed that it, in fact, had died and it had withered under Jesus' curse from the roots. Because it's the roots that affect the fruits. You still, and still failing to perceive the invisible world, but not observing its effects, Peter is exclaiming, behold, the fig tree you cursed is withered. And then Jesus, he, he just comes with a very simple yet monumental statement, and he lays it bare, and all he says, have faith in God. What did he tell them when they were on the ship? Oh, you of little faith. Faith governs all, but so often it's misunderstood. Faith is believing that we already have what we want before we actually see it. It's a title deed to the things we can't see. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Are you guys with me today? Look at verse 13. But having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore, I spoke. Those five words right there, you could just sum sum up these kingdom keys. I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we speak. Jesus has dropped this promise inside me. Upon this rock... I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We are part of that church. And I want you to understand this. Gates are not offensive. The gates of hell are not moving anywhere. They're defensive. That means we're on the offense. We storm the gates of hell. How many things has the devil stolen from you? How many nights of sleep 
have you lost because of worry? That's the devil that stole from you. I just wanted to let you know that. Take it back. Here's what the Bible says that the thief is supposed to do. He's to give seven times over what he took. Demand it back. Seven times over. That mountain will move if you speak to it. Reciprocity. Give. Use. Start using what you have. Perseverance. Don't give up. Responsibility. Be diligent to fulfill the responsibility he gave you. Greatness. Resist society's way of stress or success and become like children and be a servant. Unity. Resist everything within you to be a part of dissension and negativism. Stop the negativism. Miracles. Be bold enough to expect and do miracles. Dominion. Take back the dominion that Satan has stole. And last of all, have faith in God. And church, do you know do you know what makes faith work? I'm going to sum it up this way. We could probably add this as a tenth, but this is really the underlying thing because this is what God is. Faith works by love. And God is love. There's these three, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. It even trumps faith. But you can't have any of the other eight if you don't have faith. And love must rule all. Bow with me today. Lord, we thank you for the truth of your word that penetrates hearts, minds, and souls and goes, Lord, where nothing else can go. Your word says that it's like a double-edged sword. It can pierce the soul and spirit, the joint and marrow. Let your word do that work today. Lord, I pray that we would become proficient in every one of these keys that we have learned about in these past several weeks. And Lord, I pray that you would cause us to begin to change the way we speak, that it will line up with your your kingdom. And Lord, when we pray the Lord's Prayer and we say, let your kingdom come and let your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven, that we will have a new appreciation for what we're praying. And then, Lord, we would walk in it and live in it. In Jesus' name we pray, in victory and in power. Amen. Amen. Love you all. God bless you. Have a great week today. Uh, or a great week, and go your way today in the power of the Lord. Love you guys. God bless you.